Hello, everybody. We're back at Cherry Orchard Conversations. And today I'm with one of my first cousins. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Roxy Mum, Roxy Emerson Mum. Uh, my dad is John and Jim's brother, but he passed away about 45 yeah, or so years ago. And, uh, and my mom, Dolores, passed away about, I'm going to say, eight years ago. So I've just continued to be in the Emerson family. <laughs> you can't get out. It's not about continuing. <laughs> so essentially, you are in what we're calling Generation 2, Gen 2. In other words, if right. my parents and, and my mother and father, John and Marion, purchased the property, then their children are Gen 2 and our first cousins are also Gen 2. So uh, you are also the youngest, oh, not the youngest, no, Joe would be the youngest, wouldn't he? You're the, Correct. You're the second youngest, though. No, no, I'm older than Jim. Oh, you're older than Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So you're third youngest. Third. <laughs> you're in the middle group with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're Jen, you're in Gen 2, and would you like to uh, describe the rest of your family? So, um, I have four children, three boys and a girl, and they all have married, Jurgen, Ralph and Willie, who are twins, and then Anna, and they all have spouses, and Willard and his wife, Amanda, have one baby named Meryl. Could you describe for us the first time you came to Flathead Lake? Well, to tell you the honest truth, I don't really remember the first time. I can remember, you know, the early days. And and if you asked me, I would tell you that I hadn't missed a year. But if you ask Uncle Jack, then I have missed a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Book keeps track of all the people, or maybe that. My dad's uh, diaries keeps track of all the people that come to the to the lake. So when you talk about Uncle Jack, that is my dad, John. And you've always called him Uncle Jack because his father, our grandfather, was a John. Like once Uncle Jim came and picked us up in a in a camper or an RV and <laughs> took us up to the lake. I think it was right after I had Anna, maybe. I'd had her in April, and then I'd had another surgery, I think, or something. And so Uncle Jim had graciously come down to Twin Falls, picked us up, and took us up to the lake. And then I think Mike came up then the next weekend and picked us up and brought us home. Yeah. Would you like to introduce Mike? Sure. So Mike is uh, it's my husband who passed away uh, two years ago. We were married 36 years. And so we went to the lake every year. And I can remember the very first years in the very beginning where we just slept on a tarp with our sleeping bags under the trees. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. And did you, you didn't have a tent? No. So you slept? Yeah, no tent. Open, mm -hmm. open Yeah. Uh -huh. We just. So what, when, what would, do you remember what year you and Mike were married? We were married in 84. 
in, in 84. April. So you started coming maybe the, that year or the next yes. year? Mm-hmm. I okay. could have come okay. that very first year with my mom, maybe. That could have happened. Okay. But and, and who is your mom? Dolores Emerson, D, Grandma D. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you live in Twin Falls ever since you were yes. married? Mm-hmm. Wow. And we got and we so, got married in April, okay. so come that first year, but I'm not sure. Okay. Your mother, she came every year, yes. didn't yes. she? Yeah. Yeah. She was living in at the time Post Falls. Post Falls or Coeur d'Alene. It could have been or could have still been Coeur d'Alene at that time. She owned that home in Hayden Lake in eighty four. Okay. And uh but she would drive over by herself and she would try to come a little bit early. She liked to hang out with Aunt Marion before the crowd got there, I think, and uh, really enjoyed that, loved being with the family. And she had items that she would bring every year, and um, she loved to bring smoked turkey and ham and for uh-huh. lunches, and then she would make cookies. She would make them for days ahead of time and bag them all up, and she'd take them over to the lake for the uncles and aunts and all the kids loved making cookies for the kids and Bonnie referred to your mom as making something for the the little girls every summer she would try to sew something for the for the girls to wear and every year she'd make more and more until I think she was making eight outfits or something every summer and they would be made out of cherry print Mm -hmm. and one one year she did make pants for the boys she made those, Come on. do you remember those little, um, they were like little uh, parachute pants and they were all bright colors. Mom would come from her, from her home and you would usually come from Twin Falls. What was the, what's the time frame? How long does that take you to get up to the it's orchard? eight hours. And it seems to me, I remember that after Mike started coming, maybe he was able to get off work uh, eventually you guys would leave like on Friday night and drive through the night. Is that right? Mm -hmm. He liked to drive through the night. Uh, He liked to drive at night because there was less traffic and he always had really good eyesight. So it wasn't a problem for him. And we'd leave when he got off work, like four or five o'clock. And it was just easy to just travel through the night and we'd get there early in the morning and a lot of times we just, the kids would be asleep. And so we would just stay in the car and try to sleep or we'd just go into the house and, and your dad was usually up and, and yeah, we just sit and have a couple hours to ourselves before the kids got up. I remember uh, some t- at some point in your encampment that you had a tent with a regular bed mattress. Yes. Well. I'm not a very good camper, even though um, my family, you know, they all went to scout camp and Mike's always camped his whole life. And but um, after a while, I mean, we slept on the ground for quite a while. But after a while, when we started bringing up a big full size pickup, I asked Mike if we could just put a mattress in the back and use it when we got there. So sure enough, we would bring up our own mattress and put it in the tent and it was very comfortable and it was it was like heaven on earth because we got to be outside but I still got to sleep in a bed 
<laughs> what do they call that today when people go camping in luxury? Do they call it? They have a glamping. There's yeah. A, Glamping. glamping. Yeah. There you go. So you and you and Mike were yes. the first glampers. Glamp- Can you um, describe the activities that you like to do when you go to Flathead Lake? I like to relax, even though some call it work. It was it's never work going to the lake for me and, or my family. The things that I like to do is just sit and talk and relax. I like to play games and I like to read and I like to cook. And uh, of course, I love to be down at the water. That's my favorite is to be down there on a hot, sunny day and just swim and play and have a beer and sit and read. I do that a lot at the lake. Those are my Mm -hmm. things I really like to do. And the work part that you're saying, some people call work, but you don't consider it work. What would that well, be? that would be the cherries and, you know, picking and sorting the cherries, selling the cherries and and then just the cooking and feeding of 40 people a day, three meals a day, which I love to do, which is never work for me. How about your um, your role in the in the cherry processing? My role is always at the sorting table. I've never really liked to pick cherries and mainly because of the spiders I don't I know (laughs) I know there's spiders in those trees and that um, really bothers me so I don't ever get up in the trees so I always sort and I love to sort and doesn't matter how early in the morning or late in the afternoon that's where I want to be could you describe what you have to do when you sort well you have to uh wash the cherries first and well I don't I'm the one that looks at the cherry make sure it's clean and or unblemished and I put it in the water then into the strainer then onto the scale I don't like to put all the dirty cherries into the water I sort before they go into the water uh-huh pre-sorter yes, I'm a okay. pre-sorter okay you don't mind putting your hands in that cold, freezing nope. water. Nope, doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. <laughs> and I would much rather battle with any perceived spiders. <laughs> Have you never seen those little white spiders in the trees? <laughs> well, I may have seen them, but they've never hurt me. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. So how about selling cherries? How do you like selling cherries? I like selling cherries. I like being up on the road. Yeah, I like it. I like being friendly and I like talking to people where they're from. I've met a lot of interesting people up there. And of course, I liked going up with my mom because we would both just sit up there and read. And that was fun. I like going up with the kids and I like going up with my family members, too, because it's it's just mm-hmm. fun to to be there and, and to stay you know, when they ask where the cherries are picked and you just get to point over the hill. I mean, it's pretty fascinating and, and fun. And the, and the people you're referring to are those tourists yes. that are the customers, right? Yeah, the customers. <laughs> the customers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when your mom and grandma bell used to um, yes. rule the cherry stand? <laughs> yes. yes, I do. 
And what are your memories of that? Uh, they're good memories. The the two ladies up there, Grandma Belle and Grandma D, and uh, the kids would go up there, and I think they had a good time with the grandmas, and um, and I did too. But I didn't spend a lot of time up there with Grandma Belle and Grandma D because there was really no need for really any other adults up there. And if you could send enough kids up there to keep them busy and you know, so they weren't alone. And yeah, I don't think we, we no. had to, I mean, they seriously, they were, you know, they were in charge up there and they handled, you know, unless there was some kind of problem that they couldn't answer, which, you know, I don't think came up very often. Correct. <laughs> if, they, if they didn't know the answer, they still yeah. answered. <laughs> they made it up. <laughs> yeah. They just made decisions. Yes. You know, the two of them were perfectly happy to yes. do that. And I think uh, after Grandma Bell died in 1998, your mom continued to be the matron of the stand. You know, she really saw that as her her view, yes. right? And mm -hmm. she she loved going up there and making sure that uh, the money was in order and there were enough cherries. And I remember that we kind of started to worry about her and my mom uh, being up there alone and instituted kind of a two-person policy, right? Which is also a yes, good idea yes. in this day and age. But she spent a lot of time up there over the years just by herself or for a while with my yes. mom uh, after Grandma Belle passed away. Yep. Yeah. So what about Mike? What did he like to do when he came to the lake? Uh, Mike liked to do anything that was required of him or requested but he loved to be in the water. He's a water, water boy. So he loved to be down with the kids in the water and, or with me, he, we like to just sit in the sun also. And, but he liked to, he liked to nap and he liked to sit and talk. And I wouldn't say that he was a terrific game player, but he liked to play catch the flag in those kind of active games and, basketball and ping pong he liked to do all that and do you remember he took the kids and they played basketball at the tournament in Polson so right that was he liked that he, he really liked to do anything with the kids even you know as adults wherever did he used did he used to golf yes. with the kids mm -hmm. he would golf once in a while but really he was one of those that once he got to the lake, he didn't really want to go anywhere else. That's why I don't know if we ever took our kids to Glacier because once we got there, we didn't want to go anywhere. We'd go to the play in Big Fork because it was just a couple hours. And he did love the plays, but it was hard to get him to be gone for a whole day to go golfing or something like that. Or to go uh, Big Fork just to, no, to walk no, around. No, never did yeah. that. Never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not just because he didn't want to. He just doesn't like that no. kind of thing. He doesn't like to shop, but he would never leave the lake to go walk around someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember That's that funny. year all the kids and Mike took their motorcycles. And oh. they, took a, they took a road trip around the lake. They went through Big Fork and around the other side, all the way around the lake. And I think he did enjoy that. But 
So that was Mike and your three boys, or were there more people I think involved it was just than that? The three boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mike, yeah. I, when they were they post high school or were they? Yes, teenagers. Yeah, it was post high school for a while. There might have been post college. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. They all had bikes, and they decided to you know, motorcycle bikes, and they decided to ride, drive them up to Flathead. And then some of us also went in a car. I can't really remember how it went, but we mm-hmm. were, or we had the pickup in a trailer in case something happened, or I'm not sure, but yeah, they drove them up to Flathead and then they went around the lake. But I couldn't tell you when, when that was. Yeah. When you, uh, Talk about Mike being down at the water. I think of the island or power dock, as some people call it. I never knew it was called that. (laughs) Now you do. (laughs) I see that there are photographs even today in on the bulletin board that show Mike out in the water with, you know, 10, 15 teenagers (laughs) Standing on the power dock, what on earth were they well, doing? They were trying to sink the dock. They wanted to to get it below water level, and uh, you know when it gets that low in the water, then it gets real iffy, and then people would fall off and or get pushed off, and then the dock would throw the rest of the people off, or maybe you'd get to stay on, but yeah, that was something he liked to do, because he was a big man, and it made all the difference if Mike was on the dock or not. It was like a tradition that they started. The other thing I think of about Mike is the ice cream making. Could you talk about that? Well, he, uh, he got a recipe from an old friend of ours who made who made vanilla ice cream. And uh, so Mike just started making it. I don't know why, or it was just something that he could do and like to do. He liked to do anything that had to do with sweets because he was, he loved (laughs) sweets. So yeah, so he's just started making ice cream. And then as so many more people started coming, and so then he'd have to make two batches of ice cream. And then pretty (laughs) soon people would want ice cream with their dessert that they were making for dinner. So then he'd make more ice cream. So it just seemed like it was it was something for him to do in the afternoons when people were napping or something. He would make ice cream. Did he make it at home as well? No, we never had it at home. Oh, he didn't have time to make it at home. You would have started coming before the house was built. Yes. Do you remember anything about those years? I do remember the kitchen deck and Bonnie and I both kind of, she thinks that Keaton walked off the deck in one of those rolly things, but I think it was Jurgen that walked off the deck. <laughs> who I don't know who it was, and they could have both done it, you know, because there was yes, there right. was no sides, no on railing, or, no, yes, no right. railing, no anything. But I do, um, I do remember Jurgen being on there, and there's pictures of of Jurgen. There's one with you and him on the kitchen deck. Do you uh, remember? One summer, well, some people remember more than one summer, but I remember one summer, 89, where we had a hailstorm. It was really cold, and we spent a good deal of time with our coats on, on the deck, because we didn't have, some of us had tents, right? But there wasn't 
enough lodging for everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't really remember uh, that. No. When was your, he was born in the fall, right? So he would have been born in the fall of 88. Yes. Yeah. So maybe he was a, you know, a little guy and you were paying attention. You were trying to keep track of him, you know, who yeah. knows. Did you ever stay in the me house or the shed as dad calls it? Uh, no, I never stayed in there. I wouldn't have because your... of the spider situation. Spiders. I was just going to say, oh, I... did your mom stay? You, you know, remember? I, I was trying to think about that the other day because I know that the Vion stayed in the garage room and yeah. my mom stayed in the garage room after Vion passed away. Wonder if your mom stayed in the shed. She might have. Yeah, she might have. Because I don't know. She never stayed with us in a tent. Or maybe she stayed in um, mom and dad's trailer. You know, she stayed up I think there. maybe she did have that for a little while. I'll put it on my question list for yes, dad. Great idea. You and my dad and mom, but you and my dad in particular, have had a, a long-standing relationship, special relationship, I think. Uh, your dad passed away before you were married. Correct. And did my dad walk you down the yes, aisle? Yes, he did. So um, he took that you know, very seriously to heart and I've always been reciprocal with him as far as coming up to the lake in the off season. What do you do in the off season? Well, in the off season, we go up to the lake and rack wine and bottle wine. And one year we went up and trimmed trees years and years ago when Jim and Ellen would come over in February, we uh -huh. went up and did that once. And that was really fun. Yeah. Do, what do you do when you rack? Wine? When we rack the wine, it's, we drive, we take a day to drive up. Then um, we usually have a really nice dinner and wine and then the next day we get up and we siphon the wine from one bottle to the other and then clean out the sediment in the bottom of the bottle and then do it with each batch of wine and sometimes there's like 12 like this year and sometimes there's 20 like last year so right. it just depends on how much wine we have and how long it takes. And then it only takes a couple of hours to rack the wine. And also you have to label the bottles. Right. Well, when we, you mean the, the, the batch bottles? The carb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the mm -hmm. carboys. Because mm -hmm. I've gotten in trouble for not doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother story because, you know. Sometimes we'll get there and there'll be two batches of 12 or, you know, oh. no three or something like that. And then you just kind of make do because like your dad says, every time we taste the wine, so we taste each batch just for the fun of it. And every time he says, you know, it all tastes the same. So I'm not sure why we keep track of the batches, but I've never really been a bad one in my opinion. <laughs> Does it all taste the same to you? Too? Well, you know, I used to say that the pollinator tastes different, but after this time, you know, I actually, the very first bottle was the pollinator and I thought it tasted really good. So 
I kind of had to eat my words on that and and say that I'm not sure there is a difference now in, in any of it. <laughs> so your dad loved that because he's been telling me for years that the pollinator is just the same. <laughs> on here, I thought the pollinator was um, a little sweeter because the cherries were, you know, more ripe by the time they were picked. But I, and I just guess that I did uh, well so, I think that I, I think that is the premise it's they're supposed to be that you know sweeter but I don't know I thought it tasted really good this time so <laughs> and that was just two weeks right. ago yes. right you and <laughs> and then how many times do you rack the wine uh racked twice once in um, November and once in uh January and so then okay. now we go up again sometime in April, March or April to bottle the wine, which takes a little bit longer. You got to be more careful because you're siping it into the bottles and the bottles do have to be labeled, especially this year because we don't have very much and you don't want to spill any wine. That's very important. Uh, bottling is fun. I like, I like bottling. And of course we have to taste it all. Um, while we're doing it. So it's very, very fun. <laughs> and who, um, who helps you with that? Um, usually someone in my family. You know, I was thinking while we were there the other, the other day, it was Mike and I that first started going up and it to bottle. And we were asked to come and help because Mike was supposed to build something that would make it easier on Jack and Jim because they had to lift the bottle up onto the table. So they kind of started, you know, it's one of the around the dinner table or whatever, how to make it easier to do the, to do the wine. And so Mike was supposed to make, to build this little hydraulic thing to lift up onto, <laughs> the, up onto the table. And, but we decided it would just be funner if we just went and did it ourselves. So that's kind of how we got involved is um, oh. we decided to be the lifters. And then Mike made this, this siphon that wasn't electric, that was gentler on the wine, he thought. And he, mm -hmm. he thought mm -hmm. it would do a better job to keep sediment out of the, the next batch and that sort of thing. And so that's why when we go, the mums... Um, we use the the hand pump siphoner instead of the electric because uh, we like to do things the hard way because <laughs> we're stubborn. So that's that's how that happened. So okay, that's I I know that there's a siphon there that's Mike's siphon. Yes. And when I asked Dad if he used his battery pump right last week, he said, "Oh no, we use you know when the moms are here, we use Mike's siphon." <laughs> Now, I have been there maybe sometime when you couldn't come because of a snowstorm Correct. or dad has used a, a battery operated pump that puts everything into the from one carboy to the yes. next. And I mean, everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't so we don't use that one. <laughs> now you, you brought one of your sons came with you and sometimes your daughter comes with you and her husband. You sort of have a, a whole workforce that joins you if they have time yes. did used to be just you and mike or did you and mike and one of your sons come or? well you know i can't remember exactly how old they were but 
you know, some of them were probably away at college when we would come, but I think Ralph started coming. I think he was living at home or he was, he really enjoyed coming and working with the wine. And then Rick and his husband really likes to come up because he doesn't get to come up in the summer because of Mm -hmm. him being a wildland firefighter. So he enjoys coming up and he likes it when Uncle Jack has extra work for him to do. I'm hoping that he'll be able to come up for for bottling because it's a good time of year for him to come and, and then do some extra stuff, hopefully. Yeah, and they have a carboy of apple wine leaves. Yes, so, yes. Right? Brought, so, yeah, yeah, they brought apples. That was, it's really been good for them to come to the first racking because they they have been bringing their apples from their tree and making applesauce or making um, juice. Apple juice. Apple juice, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they, they yeah. got to make their own. So that's pretty exciting. Do you ever remember any kind of events that happened at the orchard? Uh, let's talk about medical events first. Okay. Uh, well, there was Jurgen. It seemed like he would get hurt all the time. But when he played basketball in town in Poulsen, he got hurt and mm-hmm. went to the emergency room there in Poulsen for that. He never, I don't, he didn't break anything, but it was a really bad sprain. Wow. Okay. And then my mom, she, would sometimes mess up on her blood sugar medicine or insulin and she would get either high or low blood sugar. And we'd had to have uh, someone come down for that at least once. And thank goodness Roy is there because he t- he's taken care of her a couple of times. Yeah. Was your mom diabetic? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in her later years or uh, when you were growing no, up? No, not when I was growing up. She she had she got adult onset diabetes type one so it was the major kind but she didn't get it until she was 50 years old but that's when it happened for her and then she's she actually would give herself an insulin shot shot Mm -hmm. every day or a couple times a day day. and then sometimes Mm -hmm. she would forget to eat or be too busy or she would eat too much sugar or who knows what happened but she would she would get into trouble and we'd have to call an ambulance. What about your um, anniversary parties there? Or Well, Jürgen asked Corinne to marry him at the lake. That's and right. We all participated yeah. in it. And uh, we yeah. all lined up on either side of the trail down to the dock. And he went down there and he had his ring, had a ring for her and asked her on the dock. And she said, yes, I know that. I'm pretty sure that Willard and Amanda had their first kiss at the lake. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Anna and Rick, yes, had had their reception at the lake. And that was so much fun. And I'll tell you what was so fun about it was Jamie. Jamie was there and she was very ill. But you'd never know that she was very ill. She was um, so up and happy I saw her you know out with everybody Uh anyway and we were getting ready for the party and decorating and somebody said do we have to dress up for this and Jamie said yes we're dressing up for this now go get on your dancing shoes and we're gonna have some fun and she was dancing and singing we had great music and 
we had the best time. Yes, I remember that too. It was a lovely party. Yeah. And that Jamie, she loved, she did love to dance. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget it. Would you have celebrated with your mom's birthday? Yes. yes your mom's yes. Yeah. birthday's July oh, yes. was July. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. We would try to get there for mom's birthday because mom would usually already be there. Even if it wasn't quite ready for the cherries, we would definitely try to be there by the 20th. And we would usually make a special dinner for her. Yes, you're right. And with her favorite dessert, that uh, cherry or yeah, raspberry cherry cake with whipped cream or ice cream. That's when we had the ice cream. And yeah. And your sisters would be there. Yes, they would try to come. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a small feat because one of your sisters is in Boston. One is in South Carolina now, mm-hmm. yes. right? And, and the other one is in Northern Idaho. Yes. So it wasn't always an easy feat for everybody to get together. Correct. Yes. And, and we didn't every year, but we tried to do it as often as we could. So you normally have a high school reunion in early August in St. Mary's or something like that that you go to? Um, uh, no, mine is usually not around that time. Maybe it happened once, but it would have been a long time ago because I haven't been back to a reunion in a long time. I usually just go straight there, straight home, although sometimes... A few years ago, we went to Coeur d'Alene and had a really good time with Michael and Andrew and Lonnie was there and mom and we stopped to see my aunt and uncle in Missoula, Don and Elmer. We've done that. It's the only, well, I don't think it is anymore, but it used to be, it might be the only time you would see your, your sisters didn't, your sisters from the East Coast anyway, didn't always come during or don't always come every year for the cherries. Uh, so sometimes it would be the four of you, you know, at the lake. And that was a great time for you to spend time together. Correct. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now in later years, you're able to travel more and go to, you know, more exciting <laughs> yes. places together. Yes. <laughs> I get more than one vacation a year now. But before, <laughs> you know, before when we had our kids, that was the only place we went was to the lake. We, yeah. our kids chose to go to the lake. They were always getting. And then as they got older, they were, they would do some kind, it seemed like they were either you, maybe you too, you were at your church camp. Right. Mm-hmm. And we would come straight from camp up the old road through salmon. And that way we'd come from camp and then we'd, we'd go back, we'd stay one week and then we'd go back and drop somebody, whoever was working at camp that summer, we'd drop them back off or, and I could have been working there. And sometimes it was Jurgen and sometimes it was Willard camp and then they'd come home and we'd be still at camp yeah I remember that or I remember also maybe boy scout floating trips mm-hmm. maybe is that something that would also have happened at that yeah at right that around time? that same time and mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody didn't come to the lake because of that or if they came to the lake late that could have happened where they just didn't get to be there the whole week or something and you know, we had American Legion baseball that sometimes right, yeah, right. We'd come, they'd come from yeah. somewhere else and come to the lake. One time we brought a boy from the team. <laughs> Just the boy said, who <laughs> wants to go to the lake? And he said, I do. And so they brought him. <laughs> I was going to say, he didn't think he was just getting a ride back to Twin Falls. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's always 
you know, a challenge to try and shoehorn everything in, right? You'd try and nobody wanted to miss anything. So as they got older, high school age, mostly, right? High school and college is that Mm -hmm. camp related? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, do you remember your mom's last summer there? I mean, was she, did she ever uh, struggle with her memory and health problems like my mom did or? No, she didn't have any memory problems. No, not that I can remember, but we'd have to wake her up in the morning and make sure she was ready to go. And I mean, she wasn't, of course, as active as she was earlier, but she still wanted to do her part. She would get up and be ready to go and spend all day up on the on the hill. And then she'd come home, get back down and she'd have dinner and then she'd read for a couple hours and then go to bed. So, yeah. but yeah, no, I don't remember it being any different than really any other year. You talked about um, cooking as one of the pleasures that you, you get. Would you like to talk a little bit about your cooking at the lake? Because I know you do a lot of that, both some, some years you've volunteered to do all the lunches, for example. (laughs) I did that one year (laughs) to use the leftovers because that really bothers me when we have so many leftovers and, and I'm as guilty as the rest. It's hard for me to just make the right amount of food. So, you know, there's always leftovers, which is fine, but, but it takes someone to get it all out and warm it up and, and get it ready for lunch. And so I did do that one year and it's almost just as difficult to do lunch as it is dinner because people are coming and going and here and there, and you never know who's going to be there at lunchtime. But yeah, that was fun. I don't know if I'll do that again. But somebody's got to do it, you know, so it might as well be me. And like I said, I don't, I don't mind it. It it has to do with cooking. It comes easy to me. So, you know, it's just the time commitment of being in the kitchen all that time. But I know you do, your family does. I know when Mike was with us, he, you would, you know, cook uh, sometimes together, Mm -hmm. right? There would be some meat that was being processed (laughs) on the barbecue or in Uh the big steamer pot or whatever you call that roaster pot. So you can imagine Jamie scheming to how to do, you know, do signs up on the, the, the highway or how to make, you know, the footprint of the cherry stand larger. So more people would stop. Are you doing something like that only related to cooking for the cherry orchard? Like trying to envision how to make, you know, your meal, different or a new recipe or how to bring something with you so you don't have to prepare that at the lake and it's already ready? I I do usually bring um, a lot of my stuff already, you know, partially cooked or cooked and then frozen. It just makes it easier and I try not to make the house so warm. So I try to do a lot of my stuff outside or have it already partially done, but I also, I'm also trying to get more people involved. So like our children, I, you know, my children, Mm -hmm. I really encourage them now. They don't really have an option anymore. They, they have to do a meal while they're, while they're there. I think uh, even if I have to help them or do it with them or whatever, I, I'm, I prefer to help any of the young people get started in their own meals there, because certainly it's getting to a point where those of us cousins, first cousins, 
you know, can't be there every night to cook every meal. So somebody's got to do it. So I'm really grateful mm-hmm. that these other kids have stepped up to do to do mm-hmm. meals. Do you remember when you first started cooking there or, you know, how did you decide? I mean, maybe you always liked to cook. Well, I did, but I, you know, I had those four babies, <laughs> but I still did my part. I do remember cooking, but I remember it was my mom who got me started on cooking the meals. You know, she's the one that mm-hmm. that told me it was my turn or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's just mm-hmm. the way it has to be handed down from generation to generation. I, I don't really remember when I started, but I know it was a long time ago and I know it was with Mike's help and, and my kids, you know, I, I'd get them to chop stuff. And you also bring cookies now. Is that yeah. the, the... <laughs> try to bring mom's cookies because uh, uncles really like them. And uh, so I do that now and yeah. yeah, try to, I try to bring, you know, sometimes homemade Chex Mix or popcorn or just something that can be made ahead of time and put in a bucket and brought just so everyone can enjoy and that, you know, to keep people, to keep people out of the kitchen and onto the patio or onto the back deck and just enjoying themselves, everybody. Besides the kitchen where you spend a lot of time, I know, and down at the water, do you have any other places that you look forward to, you know, reading your book or uh, sitting with people when you're at this orchard? Well, I just like to sit out, you know, in the, in the grass or in the, I do like to play games when I can, if the kids will invite me. I do enjoy that. Board games, you mean. Love board games or cards, puzzles. Just like to be in the middle of it. How about one last closing thought about the orchard anything else you want to want us to remember or think about well you know it's I've heard others say that it important it is and and I and I do want you to know how important it is for our family too it was is such a great family to be in and and we feel so at home at the lake and that's that's just it you know we look forward to it every year about it is you know early as as right now people are figuring out their schedules (laughs) to be able to get to the lake and to try to determine you know when the cherries are going to be ripe because we want to be there when they're ripe so that we can pick that's the main thing Mm -hmm. and 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 to eat them I mean most of the people in my family don't eat a cherry unless it's from our orchard we have this very short window of time that we just gorge ourselves on those beautiful cherries and we just look forward to it every year and I just don't know uh, what we would do without our summer vacation it's just in our blood it's it's what we have to do it's what I have to do every year and and I don't know if you've heard but I'm retiring this year and uh I'm just really hoping that I'll get to spend more time at the lake. Well, well, it's been nice to talk with you today and to hear your perspective. Thank you well, so thank much. Thank you for talking to me. It was very fun. Perhaps Roxy sparked some memories about your time at the Cherry Orchard. If so, let me know. Thanks for listening.